Welcome to the Business Chef Podcast, where we learn from the best about the business side of the food service industry. Do you make food? Then let us help you make money doing it. Want to connect with us? Check us out at Make Food Make Money on Instagram or Facebook, or email us, info at businesschef.org. Welcome to the Business Chef Podcast. I'm your host, Chef Sean Boucher, and today we're speaking about something that is very near and dear to my heart, namely gardening, efficient gardening, in fact, hydroponic gardening. Our expert today is Deborah Walliser, and she is going to talk to us all about the advantages of hydroponic gardening and some of her experience because she has a lot of it and She's also developed some very creative, innovative, and new ways of getting the word out about this. Deborah, where did this all start for you? I got my start or my interest in in hydroponics um, years ago, actually, as an undergrad student. I had the opportunity to work on uh, some really neat NASA-funded projects designing hydroponic systems for the International Space Station and, and you know, greenhouses on the moon and, and things like that. So after having her interest peaked and understanding that there was a possibility of really being more efficient when it came to growing, especially fruits and vegetables, she kind of went out on her own and started building greenhouses and did actually pretty well. We really had something good going, and, and people were buying the, the produce, and they were, you know, saying, wow, you know, this is so good, and um, can you teach me how you're doing this, and what system are you using, and, um, you know, can I buy one of those systems, and can you help set it up for me? So after looking at and realizing that the business could actually be the system itself, not necessarily the produce... There was a change made. There's got to be more to this than, than just us growing, um, you know, in our greenhouse. We're the first company ever to, to kind of marry franchising and, and farming. Being the first is always a challenge, and obviously they have their ups and downs, but they've figured it out, and they've been pretty successful. You know, people embrace it, and we're, we're now in, in seven countries around the world. For those of you who maybe don't know exactly what we're talking about here, um, hydroponics is one thing, aquaponics is something, and so, Deborah, can you explain a little bit about the difference between hydroponics and aquaponics? At its core, hydroponics just means you're, you're growing plants without soil. And how does aquaculture or aquaponics play into that? Aquaculture is, is the, you know, cultivation of, of fish. Those two systems came together and, and coined the term aquaponics, which is where you uh, would use the fish waste to be a fertilizer for the plants in a hydroponic system. And this isn't necessarily new technology. Um, you know, hydroponics has, has been around for a while, um, and, and certainly at commercial level since the 1960s. Now, I know in traditional hydroponic systems, it's generally just a few vegetables that are grown or, um, you know, not a lot is grown. What, what kind of makes you different 
than these other traditional systems? What's special about our system is its versatility. So you can literally grow, you know, 10, 20, 100, 200, 300 different crops in one greenhouse. Wow, so that is definitely different. You definitely have the option to grow a lot more. Um, and, and from the sounds of it, it's fairly simple, too. Basically, it's a touch of a button, and you don't have to learn all the conditions that, that go along with growing that crop, meaning how much water to give it and, and how much fertilizer to give it and you know how much heat and, and, and different things. So if you're a new grower, getting into uh, it's very daunting because there's, there's really not a centralized place where you can where you can learn all this. So really, it's kind of a one-stop shop, a very basic uh, system that will allow you to get started with almost no experience. Really, the ethos of our system is that with our system. You don't have to know any of that. It's already programmed into into the control system. It knows your water source. It knows where you're located. It knows how much sunlight you have. It knows your temperatures. It knows all this stuff about your specific location and your crops and the seeds. Um, so, so basically, you you know can can look on your iPad or your smartphone or the, the user interface and say, you know, I want to grow tomatoes over there, and you you know touch the button for tomatoes and. And the greenhouse is already programmed for tomatoes. You know, all this learning curve goes out the window, and, and so it, it makes it much, much easier for, for new entrants into the industry. So talk a little bit about some of the efficiencies that, say, someone who's just getting into this, who wants to get into it, can expect f- over, say, traditional growing down in the dirt. It's really inefficient when you look at what the plant actually gets compared to what's applied. In a hydroponic system, basically the plant uses, you know, you, you have all the ingredients ready for the plant the instant it needs it. So the, the plant always has everything that it needs at all times. Well, and your yields per acre are actually quite a bit greater, aren't they? So you're not using near the space you would traditionally. For example, a lot of the traditional lettuce fields will they'll get about 30,000 head of lettuce per, per acre. In a hydroponic system, you get about 2 million head per acre. So 30,000, you know, 2 billion. Um, it, it just grows in such a more concentrated manner. There's no loss space or anything like this. So it's, it's just a much, much more efficient um, way of growing. Wow. Yeah. Obviously, that's impressive. So, if, if someone says, okay, I, I heard you on the podcast, or hey, I, I understand what you're doing, and I really want to be a part of it, what kind of timeline are they looking at from to, to get started? I mean, obviously, you've got to construct it and things like that, um, but from the time they say, yeah, let's go, to uh, the time that they're harvesting, I mean, what are we looking at? It'll it'll take a you know the, the short answer is it'll take about ninety days to construct it and things like that right not to not to harvest within thirty days after construction you have your first crop gotcha so obviously it's fast so if somebody gets a hold of you and says I want to go on this then realistically I mean you're you're less than six months away from really being able to get up and going and start selling produce which is awesome, but 
I'm guessing that there might be some advantages on, you know, after you've got a crop, do you help people sell it also? Uh, we've, got a, we've got a network of about 2,000 buyers, produce buyers, from independent chefs to, to you know, large uh, national corporate buying chains. Um, so within 30 days, you've got cash coming in the door, and um, you increase in production for another 90 days. And once, once, you're, once you're past that 120-day mark, you're at full production for, you know, the life of the greenhouse. There's, there's no seasonality after that initial bring-up. Um, so, so once you're at full production, you'll be at full production for three years. So obviously your system is more for a professional grower than necessarily a backyard hobbyist. I mean, I, I'm sure there's people out there that maybe have the money that would love to have a system like that to just feed their families. Um, but this is definitely more of a, of a professional scale. Along those lines, what sort of certifications or checks and balances do you have to go through to be able to sell this produce? Because obviously some governmental entity has to have a fee paid or an inspection done or something along those lines for you to be able to sell this um, to other restaurants or food service outlets, correct? Yeah, um, you're absolutely right. I mean, what, you know, if you're if you're growing in your backyard for your family, that that's you know one scenario. But once you get into commercial production, um, and and you're bringing this really into the supply chain, there are a number of, of food safety standards that need to be met. Um, there's some third party food safety audits um, that need to be performed, um, and. In some counties, uh, a grower per permit may be needed, um, and that's, that's really zoning and, and county-specific. But the bottom line with this franchise model is that that's something that you help them with, that you're every, there every step of the way and that you obviously have done your homework on this. And so, the, you know, the whole facility is designed to, to meet these standards and, the, you know, operating procedures are written to help to meet them. Okay, so at this point, I'm going to ask the question that a lot of people are, are wondering right now. How do we get more information or get a hold of you? Dot produce, P-R-O-D-U-C-E dot U-S. Um, they can also call 831-440-7357. Well, Deborah, let me be the first to say thank you for innovating this. I think this is awesome. I think this is a great way to, um, you know, do what I think most of us are trying to do, and that's get more fr fresh produce on a more regular basis, uh, maybe a little bit more affordably, but also help to kind of sustain our food service industry a little more by making it more efficient. I agree, and I think at the end of the day, that's uh, you know that's what we're all pulling for is is you know we all want that we all want fresh and healthy and and sustainable for you know for our family and our, our environment our community. Well, thank you again, and we hope to catch up with you in the future. See how this is going. Hey, thanks for sticking around. 
Be sure to share this podcast with your friends, family, co-workers, or anyone who's interested in making food and money. And when you get a second, give us a review. It really helps us get the word out as well as letting us know how we're doing. Want to connect with us? Check us out at Make Food, Make Money on Instagram or Facebook. Or email us, info at businesschef.org. This Business Chef podcast was brought to you by the Culinary Technology Fund. To find out more about how you can make a difference in the lives of culinarians as well as creating a more sustainable food service industry, email us info at businesschef.org with Culinary Technology Fund in the subject line.